tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your Daily Dose of Donna, Black Friday edition. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. It's Friday, November 24th. Feels like a Monday or a Sunday or a Saturday. Like, who knows where we are? I hope you guys had an amazing Thanksgiving. My Thanksgiving was so fabulous, you guys. We hosted 18 people. We had so much food, way too much food, like legit a huge fridge filled with leftovers. We're going to a friend's giving tomorrow, so those will be taken over there. Um, we had our family here. We ate good food. We drank good wine, champagne. We sang. We danced. We got to get together. I mean, it was fantastic. The turkey came out like perfection. And we also made brisket and all kinds of things. I posted all about it on my story. So if you guys follow on Instagram, you would have seen it over there. And it was nice to have the day off from, you know, just like putting on makeup during the morning and like sitting here and doing my show. Although I did miss you guys. I did miss you dosers because you know that if I could think of 2023 in any way, the only thing that comes to mind is, is the growth of this show. And, you know, Daily Dose of Donna, like, was not even a thing last Thanksgiving. It wasn't even a thing. You guys don't even know what happened to me last Thanksgiving when we woke up on Thanksgiving 2022, also planning on hosting a huge party. So we had a big bird in the fridge and we had a, um, you know, all the, all the stuffing and the sides already. And Lance woke up with COVID. This was in 2022. So I did what any good wife would do, which was desert him, pack my uh, kids in the car and go to Great Wolf Lodge for two nights. So that was my Thanksgiving 2022. We did it in 2023. He woke up. I said, do you have COVID? He said, no, do you? I said, no, kids, do you have COVID? No, we're good. Let's let's have Thanksgiving. So it was a fantastic night. It was, you know, the best thing about Thanksgiving is that everyone leaves by like seven. Like I felt like it was so um, early. You guys are so funny about my abs. I am showing my abs a little bit. I did a crazy Peloton ride yesterday. I didn't eat as much as I normally do because I was hosting so heavily, like just going back and forth and making sure and my feet hurt, but then, you know, cleaning everything. So I feel like I moved more than eight yesterday. And then I took a nice hot yoga class this morning and sweat out all the toxins that I'm just going to start taking in again in a couple hours, because let's be honest, it's a long weekend. It's Friday. There's cocktails to be drank. There is food to be eaten. And I'm all about eating, drinking, and being merry. Dave Matthews Band. You guys know I'm a DMB lover. Oh my gosh. I love seeing your faces and your names in the YouTube comments. I feel like we're all friends. We're hanging out, you know, day after Thanksgiving. You know, this is the first year that I don't give a crap about shopping for Black Friday, like at all. It's not the first year, but I really, really do not care about 
shopping. I think it's because there's so many sales like in the weeks leading to Black Friday. Is that a thing? Like, I just feel like it's not a thing anymore. Does anyone even go to a mall on Black Friday still? Is that a thing? Do people wait in lines or is everything online? Um, personally, I, I am of the stage right now where I can use less rather than more materialistic shit around this house because it is it is filled to the rim. We're, we're busting at the seams with stuff. So I feel like I got um, I got a rid of things rather than take in more things. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm going to cover something today that you're going to you've been wanting to hear about that I haven't been covering for the last couple two to a few weeks and I get in every single comment in every single place that I talk about, I get the same comments which is, "Wow, why are you not covering the Heather McDonald earring debacle ever since she has revealed that she believes the earrings were fake. And the truth is, and I'll get into it in a few minutes, the truth, well, I'm just going to let you guys know I'm covering it today. So this is a Black Friday special. You guys want some, you know, juicy turkey? (laughs) You guys want some good gossip? We'll talk about it. I'm going to preface it by saying that I am neutral. I am friendly with Justin Martindale. We know this. But that is new and I don't have an allegiance to anyone. So I'm just going to cover the like cover the updates. Right. And then you can just take from it what you want. Okay, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. A couple things in the news really fast. Oh, Patreon people, by the way, I have not released this week's episode. I will release it. I have to figure out exactly when because my timing is funky with the kids being home. And then there's baseball at one. And like you got so many things this week with baseball. Oliver's in some sort of like turkey tournament. It's like four back-to-back games. It's crazy. So lots going on. So in the news, you guys, Jenna Lyons was on the Today Show today. And I mentioned with Zachary Reality on Wednesday's show that she's been dodging the question. Are you going to go back on, you know, Roni or not? And her thing has always been, you know, something along the lines of, I don't really, uh, you know, like just kind of avoiding the question making some fun jokes, you know, whatever. What were you doing during BravoCon? I was twiddling my thumbs. Are you going to go back on Roni? No, I'm here for Jimmy Fallon's job. Like silly things like that. Well, on the Today Show, I did not watch it, but I read that she said now that she's engaged, I don't know if she confirmed the engagement, but she definitely said that she has a relationship, right? She says it. she has to factor in her new relationship with Cass Bird. So um, she says, I have a business. I, okay. And no one is shocked by this, by the way. Jenna Lyons 100% went on Roni to promote her lash business, her lash line. She's talked about it. It's open. It's like a known deal. So she says, I did it for a reason. I have a business and I wanted to support that business. And it's had a much bigger halo than I ever expected. The impact it's had for people. I feel a lot of pride around that. But I'm also in a relationship now and I have to take into consideration how that affects not just me, but the people around me. I have some thinking to do. Um, Yeah. So she didn't say like a specific, uh, you know, reason. This is a picture of her and her uh, girlfriend. I I heard fiance, but it's not official. Cass Bird. Jenna Lyons is tall. And you know something else? I, I mean, I don't know specifically how tall she is, but she seems very tall. And also Aaron Leachy, I saw in the pictures it, from BravoCon was like up there with Uba. These women are so tall. I would look 
like right up to them. Okay, so then, sorry, I had to take some water. You know, that hot yoga uh, dehydrates you. Okay, another crazy story. Are you guys interested in this or do you not care about Tiffany Haddish? But Tiffany Haddish fell asleep allegedly at the wheel this morning in Beverly Hills at 5.45 a.m., was pulled over in Beverly Hills, not even pulled over, sorry. Her car was just stopped in the middle of the street in Beverly Hills and like apparently she just like stopped. So cars had to go around her. So the cops came and, you know, after speaking to her or whatever, figured out that she was under the influence and she got arrested for a DUI. She just performed last night um, in L.A. for Thanksgiving, I guess. And so, you know, it looks like she partied it up a little bit. Oh, that's really weird, you guys. 5.45 a.m. To, to be arrested for drunk driving. And she was also, by the way, this was the second time she's been arrested for this. She was arrested in Georgia in January 2022 for this as well. When you have a DUI, one DUI, I would think that it would make you hold off on potentially ever getting behind the wheel again after having one cocktail. Like, I feel like that having a DUI should be that warning thing. Like, it should be that thing that says, you know, this will never happen. I'll spend money no matter. I mean, she's Tiffany Haddish. She's a millionaire. She's a movie star. She's a comedian. Like, why are you getting behind the wheels when you're drunk? Now, the question is, maybe she passed out at a friend's house, woke up early in the morning and decided, hey, let me drive home. I was still under the influence. Maybe she never, like, maybe she never went out. Yeah, she performed at the Laugh Factory last night for a free Thanksgiving feast for the community. And that was that. Ay, ay, ay. I don't know what happens after two DUIs, but I imagine since your license gets suspended or taken away, after your first DOI, I can't imagine she's going to have an easy time getting another license after two. Like, how many DOIs can you get before they say, like, enough, you're never allowed to drive? I mean, one is really enough, right? I mean, I don't know. Not good. I guess uh, apparently both times she fell asleep behind, behind the wheel, according to Darla. So uh, she should not be drinking and driving in Beverly Hills of all places. Like, what are you doing? That's like there's a there's like a cop per resident in Beverly Hills. Um, oh, I haven't really been covering this on purpose, but the Diddy, the Diddy of it all. So P Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs was is has been embroiled in a big big drama with lots of allegations coming out about who he has, you know, um, treated like incredibly horribly in the past in relationships, just like awful abusive situations. I don't have all the details right in front of me, so I'm just not even going to say the details, but I know that he settled with Cassie. Cassie was his ex-girlfriend that he treated just awful in so many ways. And she came out, she alleged um, things or she, you know, she charged, she basically sued him and he settled out of court. He's now sued, according to Daily Mail, for rape by a third woman. So now we've got three women. This is a Jane Doe who claims he also choked her. 
over fears that his then-girlfriend would find out. So in 1990 or 1991, wow. Like, was, no, he wasn't. I feel like P. became famous in like 94 or 5. I don't really know, but this is not good. Um, this is the way it works, right? When people are started, like when people's, um, when people start coming out after people like Danny Masterson, Harvey Weinstein, like all these disgusting men, what usually happens is Bill Cosby, like the other ones are like, whoa, oh my gosh, now is my time. I can come out with my story that I've been so scared to, or, you know, it unlocks like memories for them. I wouldn't know exactly, but, but. You know, this is kind of the way these things work. They snowball. It's never, it's really where there's smoke, there's fire. And it. we pretty much know from hearing all these stories that this was not a one and done just with Cassie. This was a, a consistent thing because this is kind of probably who he was. Um, I'll definitely read more onto it and get into it, but without all the detailed knowledge, because I just hasn't It's been on my radar, but from like a periphery. I don't really want to, you know, super, super get into the story without having all the knowledge because the last thing I want to do is, you know, speak out of turn. But gross. Gross, right? All these people are just so gross. Um, with the internet, with, you know, people feeling more confident to speak up, up against their abusers, this will continue to happen, I believe, like all the time. I feel like every year there's going to be someone. And it's so interesting that there's people like, you know, Jared Leto, for example, or Casey Affleck, or there's other people that are just kind of thrown out there as names, as potential people that have, you know, um, either whether it's rape or, or sexual spouse, sexual abuse or whatever it is. And they come out and there's like words about them, but then it just goes away. It's like under the radar. Like people forget Jared Leto, who has such crazy stuff about him. We've got to do a deep dive on Patreon of Jared Leto. Would you guys be down on that? Jared Leto. We watched Lance and I, the most unreal. Did you guys see this on formula one? Formula one was last weekend in Vegas. So Friday night, I believe they had, the opening like thing and Lance was watching it on his phone and he's like, what the F and Jared Leto was hired by formula one to kind of do this like opening commercial about it. And it's so bizarre and so weird. And honestly, like it feels like an SNL skit. Like Jared Leto, how's Jared Leto just like cool to walk around and get jobs. I find it really interesting. It's interesting who gets kind of like able to just skate under the radar and then the others, you know, what's going to happen with Ashton Kutcher guys. We have not heard from Ashton Kutcher at all. At least I haven't seen one thing since that Danny Masterson. Oh my gosh. And then Lauren, one of my girls here, uh, cults be culting on, on YouTube. She and I have been DMing all about Scientology. Um, because Aaron, you guys know, Aaron, who was on my show, when the Danny Masterson thing went down and he has a huge, huge channel uncovering kind of Scientology after the fact, after he escaped from the cult. And he was on the board for the aftermath, which is like the biggest organization for the post Scientology, you know, getting out of the cult. And he has been removed from the board, voted off the board. And there's so much drama going on between 
you know, this organization that he basically started to save people from Scientology and to give them kind of a pathway out. And there's now so much inner turmoil and drama in these, you know, escape from Scientology creators on YouTube under the SPTV umbrella. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I can go deeper into that. I'm curious if you're interested, but it just goes to show like Scientology is a cult. But getting out of Scientology, they created an organization to help people get out of Scientology. And it seems like there's like cultish vibes in that. It's so sad. We love A.A. Ron. I'm team A.A. Ron over here. A.A. Ron is the reason that I became, you know, really immersed and interested into the Scientology and Danny Masterson of it all. He works his ass off, you know, putting out content. So I'd be very interested to go deeper into that and find out what's going on. But a lot of you guys are saying that, you know, Josh is saying he's starting his own fundraiser company. A lot of you guys are bummed about this. And um, Tiffany is saying he's even going to be bigger now because now he's kind of out of the cult. That was the after cult. You know, the cult world is so sick. (laughs) I started watching a cult documentary on Max about Mother God, Love Always Wins or something. Is that what it's called? We have to find this. You guys, this thing is unreal. Love Always Wins, I think it's called. I started watching it. Let me just make sure. No, that's not what it's called. What is it called, you guys? Someone someone that's uh, watching, I'm sure you guys have heard about this. It's called, let me see, Mother God Max Documentary. They upgraded my phone, like, you know, the software, and now everything looks so different. Love has won. That's what it's called. Love has won. And it is, it's called Love Has Won, The Cult of Mother God. It's a three-part docuseries chronicling the life and death of Amy Carlson, also known as Mother God, a self-proclaimed spiritual savior who built a cult. (laughs) Y'all, it is so wild. The first five minutes of the documentary are like, huh? And then it just gets weirder and weirder. So cult talk is always good. Okay. This is a good kind of segue into, um, you know, the Jeff Lewis cult, (laughs) the cult of Jeff Lewis and, (laughs) and, uh, the Heather McDonald and everything. Okay. I, I, Donna Bowling, would like to state that I am not getting paid by anyone to speak about this. I am not up Jeff's ass, like some of you guys like to say. I have never once in my life met Jeff Lewis. Never once. I am not begging or trying to be a chump. In fact, I like talking about the chumps. I don't know if I want to ever be a chump because I want to talk about them. I'm not... I love you, Sarah, but I'm not Jeff Lewis obsessed, okay? I see him for who he is. I see the good. I see the bad. I see the entertaining. I see the funny. I see the mean. I see the all of it. I see him as a whole, okay? I am not also connected to Heather McDonald in any way. I don't have a relationship with Heather McDonald, Um You guys know if you watched this before and if you've, you know, or if you followed my story, I want you to know that, um, you know, Heather 
Heather blocked me on Instagram a few months ago when I, when she started to realize that I was covering the story. Do I think that's like, uh, was necessary? No, but I'm not going to judge anyone for blocking anyone. But if you guys follow me enough, a lot of you guys think that I'm a Heather hate page. I am not. I am not a Heather hate page. I've said this multiple, multiple times. I appreciate and I see how hard this woman has worked. I think she is funny. I think that she is talented and she has built this insanely huge empire, Juicy Scoop. And she's doing unbelievable. She has crazy amounts of followers and listeners that will really go to bat for her, which is a dream for any creator. She's got a huge Facebook group. She's got a Patreon with a lot of subscribers. I have no idea how many, but I heard a number like 20,000. That was someone, someone told me that. I don't know if it's true. She's got live shows that she sells out. She's got, um, you know, I'm, I'm merch. It's like, she's doing fine. Okay. I am personally not in, uh, invested in either of them, like financially or, or friendshiply. I have to make this disclaimer. You guys are saying in the comments, like, this is so sad that you have to make this disclaimer. I have to, because no matter what I say, whenever I bring up an earring or Heather McDonald or Jeff Lewis, I am told the exact same story, which is you hate Heather. You love Jeff. And it's not the truth. I see them both as really entertaining personalities. In fact, it's really fun to watch this all go down is the truth, which is why the drama of the earrings has become so big for, you know, so many people and, and how many people have now subscribed to her Patreon or, or tuned into Jeff Lewis or any of the other chumps and what they're doing, the Kelly Dodds of the world, like people are into it. It is entertaining. This is real life, real housewife shit, right? So. That is very important for me to make, okay? Check out the comments when you see that people will still consider that I hate people, even though I say that. Okay, where we left off. When I went to um, Vegas, by the way, with my friend Jamie, she's not really interested, like she's not interested in Bravo. She doesn't know all these players at all, but she likes Jeff Lewis because she's really into interior design. So she watched Flipping Out and Hollywood Houselift. And when we went to Amy Phillips' show on Friday night, I told you guys Jeff Lewis was there and, um, you know, Stu was there. And so I was telling her a little bit about what was going on, but not about the Heather stuff. But when we were driving home from Vegas, it's a long drive. She wanted to know the story. So I decided, um, like, I'm going to give it to you. We have nothing but time. So I played, you know, I explained kind of what happened with the the Sound of Freedom movie, the episode when Justin was on Heather's show. And then I explained, you know, what went down. I played her Justin's episode of his podcast where he talked about Heather, where he talked about, you know, the, de the demise of their friendship. And then I played Heather's Patreon episodes. And then I played um, Jeff Lewis's episodes. And then I played more Heather Patreon episodes. And then I played, I think from there, I played um, the real at that time was like, you know, during BravoCon when she said that the the earrings were fake. Um, 
So I'm very kind of like up to date on, on a little bit. I'm pre- I think I'm fresh on basically what went down. But essentially, this whole thing started because Heather and Justin had a falling out. Justin Martindale, comedian and uh, multiple time guest on Juicy Scoop and friends friend of Heather's was feeling unprotected by her because he had talked about in a just like in a uh, joking way, this movie that was very, very controversial sound of freedom. It is a very uh, heavy movie and he didn't know what it was. He was blindsided during the episode with, you know, talking about it. He was just talking about Barbie. He made a silly joke and most people didn't give a shit about it, but there was a sect of people that were listening to Justin to, to the episode and came in really, really hard on Justin in comments and in DMs. Justin felt attacked by a lot of people calling him all kinds of horrible names, homophobic names, death threats, the whole thing. And on Justin's side, Justin said that he didn't feel protected by Heather. Heather had told him to just kind of let it roll off your back. And then she also liked some comments that that were indicative of him being a bad guy or like he was the problem. Okay. Then Jeff Lewis, one of the things that Justin had said was that Jeff Lewis did not allow Justin to be on Jeff Lewis Live, even though Jeff wanted him to because Heather had said we should keep some of our regular guests apart. When Justin made that claim, Jeff said, I don't want to get involved. Then the next day, there was a Patreon episode by Heather saying, amongst many things, this is not true. I never put a stipulation on who can go on what show. You know, um, she doesn't name Justin by his name. It's interesting. She names Jeff. Notice this. She'll name Jeff. She'll name Krista. but She'll never name Justin. And she'll talk about, you know... um, She'll talk about how she, no, she said in this, that is not true. It never happened. Meaning I never, I never put that stipulation on Justin, which is when Jeff Lewis decided I have to get involved. Now, was there drama between Jeff and Heather before this that was kind of bubbling? Possibly, because in March, there was a huge falling out between Jeff's very close friend, Megan, and co-host, like regular, regular co-host. And Heather and just Jeff got kind of put in the middle, even though he had nothing to do with it because he got the brunt of like Heather said, I'll never do Jeff Lewis's show again. And Jeff got a lot of hate from Juicy Scoop fans. And he got a lot of the like residual from what went down between Megan and Heather. But Jeff had just had Heather on the show and was trying very hard to kind of, you know, I thought when Heather was on Jeff's show, it was a really, Like he was very Switzerland in that episode between Megan and Heather, but maybe there was stuff bubbling. I don't know. So when Jeff had heard that Heather said this never happened, he did come on his show and he said, listen, I wasn't going to get involved, but if there is something being said about me, that's not true. I will defend myself. And yes, there was a phone call between she and I about this. And it wasn't just one way. It was both ways. Meaning I don't want Doug, who's a regular co-host on my show to be on your show weekly you know, on a, as a regular or like multiple, multiple times. So he admitted that it was on both ends, right? She, I don't think she liked that. 
because he was basically saying that she lied. And so then she came out, I think, at that point on her Patreon talking about how, you know, he did A, B, and C, and she talked negatively about Jeff in that episode, which is when this happened on her Patreon where someone commented, Jeff is the source of all your problems. And Heather liked the comment and said, I agree. Jeff then posted that screenshot of that comment with her agreeing that Jeff is the source of your problems, put it on his serious radio channel, Instagram, and said, with friends like these, dot, dot, dot. So clearly at this point, Jeff and Heather had a major falling out. Now the weekend went by. It was Labor Day weekend. No one really knew what was going on. And then Jeff came in like balls to the wall, over the top, angry on Tuesday. I think everyone was shocked by this, really going after Heather, okay? In a very Jeffrey way, like over the top very angry. This is not, I'm not saying this is like a deserved, it was too much in my opinion. I I thought Jeff crossed a line. Some of the things he said were how she's not his friend. He blocked her on Instagram. She was never his friend. He would never talk about his friends this way. He would never like comments that talk badly about his friends, this and this and that. Fine. Okay. That part was fine. He then went on to bring up the effing earrings, which I want to be very clear about was a shock to, I think most people in this, in this, you know, world, most people that were listening to all of this stuff, no one knew about the freaking earrings. The earrings came up right then. Jeff brought up about how not only was she not a good friend, but then she also has stolen these earrings. He mentioned they are Crystal Lamas's earrings and they're worth $10,000, which was not a true number. I don't think anyone believed that they actually were. Well, people believed, but I don't think anyone thinks that now. But um, he was pissed. Okay. Jeff was highly, highly pissed during that episode. And I think Jeff is the first person that would admit that, you know, he says a lot of things like he goes, you know, too far. Meanwhile, the second those earrings got brought up, that Heather had not returned those earrings. Uh, In my opinion, the whole issue, which was the main issue, which was Justin Martindale sad and upset with Heather for not having his back when he was feeling, you know, attacked and all this hate online. That issue, in my opinion, flew out the window. And then it just became about the earrings. It just only became about the earrings. And meanwhile, Justin was thinking, you know, hello? What about me? What about like the real issue here, which is why all of this happened? Had I felt protected and covered, I would have never talked about you on the show. And I should say, Justin, the reason why Justin finally talked about her on the podcast was because Heather had started to talk about Justin on her um, Patreon, higher levels. And so he was getting a lot of the wrath from that. So Justin was like, had I felt protected, I would have never talked about you, which would have never made you have to now lie about the Jeff Lewis thing, which would have never gotten Jeff Lewis involved, which would have never brought up the earrings, which would have never, which would have never. So that is what I believe. I feel like it is, 
it started with Justin Martindale and it quickly became about something else. And the focus has only been on the earrings now. So since then, Heather sent a check or Peter sent a check to Krista. It was an actual check. And since then, Heather had gone, you know, a couple months, but she still had a remaining earring because she lost one of the earrings. She still had a remaining earring. And so she went and got it appraised at a Valley jeweler nearby, right? So the appraisal was that it was costume jewelry, that it was cubic zirconium, that it was appraised at $100. So not only that, so that was the first bomb that she said, these are fake earrings. But then last week on her Patreon and then on her live show or her public show, she mentioned we also had a um, a juicy scooper who listens to the show, who bought these earrings and on Revolve. Revolve is a shopping website. Now, all of you guys probably know it. Revolve has never had better advertisement than this last couple of weeks. And they are $42. So she purchased a few different versions of the earrings, colors. I don't even know. They all looked a little like different colors to me if you go back and watch. And she put them next to each other and it was like a forensic. <laughs> it's very forensic. Um, now, meanwhile, Jeff Lewis has been airing like a promo, a funny promo because Jeff Lewis's show is all about making fun of everyone and making fun of each other. And I honestly love it. I love Jeff Lewis's show. I find him incredibly entertaining for the most part. And I love the co-host on his show. So he's been airing this kind of promo about like who stole Krista's earrings, Heather, you know, whatever. And to me, I find it entertaining. I understand to Heather, she was very, very upset about it. Krista maintains still to this day that these were sold to her as real earrings where she spent thousands of dollars on from a boutique jeweler in La Jolla. I have a hard time. No, I don't know the truth. The only people that really know the truth are like the jeweler and Krista. I mean, there's no real way to know if those were real or not, or if they were fake and she thought they were real or if she knew they were fake. But I think where it gets like really tricky. Well, Justin Martindale, meanwhile, is a regular co-host now on Jeff Lewis Live. Okay. He's done the show now three or four times. He's hilarious on it. I just think he's a really funny guy. Um, he's done the after show with Ryan Bailey. Love him. And it's, um, you know, we just got word over the weekend or on Friday from Jeff Lewis. No, today's Friday. Like on Wednesday that Sarah Colonna is going to be a guest on um, Jeff Lewis next week, which is also interesting considering she's one of Heather Heather's Juicy Scoop major like recurring co-hosts. It's her, Chris Frangiola, and Justin were the three that were always returning, Brandy and Julie as well. I don't know, you know, I personally have my thoughts. I will leave them out of this. I talk about it more openly on my Patreon and stuff, but over here, I'm, 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 this is not about my personal thoughts. I'm just giving you guys an update. So Heather has produced, you know, ev her evidence that these were fake. Krista then has gotten, and I see it in the comments right now, 
basically my son is upstairs and he's jumping, literally jumping up, up and down. Oh my God. Sounds crazy. Um, Heather, I mean, Krista has received, because this is the way it works, so much, so much harassment in her DMs and on her comments, right? I know a lot of you guys are going to say, well, she deserves it. Well, so did Heather. Well, so did Justin. So did, so did, so did. You guys, just like the Palestinian and Israeli argument, one person's pain and suffering should not mean it's okay for the other person to have suffering and pain. It's not tit for tat. I personally do not understand sending people hateful comments. I personally do not understand sending people, you know, awful DMs. I've never once in my life done it. I really don't. I will comment on reality shows. Like if I follow accounts like Bywig, Hello Drama, which we're going to get into Beverly Hills today. I will comment like what, what kind of a friend is Kyle, but that's about a reality show and it's not on Kyle's, you know, personal account. I don't believe it is fair. You guys can't hear me. Oh, you can't hear my son. I don't believe it is fair in any way for any of these people, Krista, Heather, Justin, Jeff, me, other accounts that follow these things and talk about these things Sarah Colonna now, I'm sure, Chris Frangiola, um, anyone and everyone that is somewhat, you know, related to this story. I don't believe in this idea of like going after them in their DMs and sending hateful messages. I've never done it. I don't understand it. I get them. I don't understand it. But you guys understand that this all stemmed, and I really want to be clear, this all stemmed from Justin getting hate beyond like scary hate, bad hate, death threat hate in his DMs and his comments. And he wasn't supported by who he considered his friend. So to me, that is a trigger point because like, I'm very clear. I did a whole show talking about how Zach Peter is not an anti-Semite because he was getting attacked in his DMs and his stuff. And it wasn't even about me, but I felt the need to support him and, and stand up for him. So to me, I believe in this, in this like big world of online, um, you know, podcasters and content creators, I believe it comes down to a couple things. It comes down to asshole people out there leaving horrible, mean comments for no reason, because they're not involved in the drama. They're just viewers, right? And people not supporting their friends. It's, if I if I have someone on my show, like Zachary was on my show on Wednesday. If he was on my show and he was getting, you know, killed in the comments, I would say something. I would absolutely come on here and say, we don't do that. And if you guys are following my show and you hate my guest, I never want to hear from it. Like, keep it to yourself. Do not send him mean things. Like, that's not what happened, by the way. People liked Zachary. But I just personally do not understand that thinking, and this all could have been avoided had, had people just started to, you know, be a little more public in their support with others. For those of you that are sending Krista horrible hate messages, it's not right. I'm not your mom, but it's not right. Also, don't go and send Heather hateful messages. You can talk about her to your friends or whatever, but sending it directly to her is just effed up. Like leave it out of the DMs, 
leave it out of the comments. Think about it and talk about it with your friends. Come here and talk about it in my comments if you want, but don't go directly to them. It's so mean and it's really hard to protect yourself as a human being when you're putting yourself out there and being public and getting hate hated on. So that's the number one. Do I believe Krista lied? Maybe. Do I believe Krista was told something and it wasn't true? Maybe. Do I believe Heather is lying? Maybe. How the fuck are we supposed to know, you guys? We can only go with what we're what we're told, and all of us are going to hear different things than others. You know, Heather had a Patreon. I'm not going to release everything that happened. I did listen to it today. But she talks about the cult of Jeff Lewis. She calls him L. Ron Hubbard. She says, the chumps of Scientology. To me, low blow. Not necessary. Why? Why are you going to call people cult members? In fact, a lot of people can say that about juicy scoopers or about dosers or about all that. But it's a negative connotation and it's rude and it's not necessary. I don't get it. It's like we can't expect people to stop hating on people by continuing to hate on others, right? I always think of this. It's so weird. Like the only person I'll really ever hate on on the show is Cody and Robin Brown, okay? And you know what? I wonder how they spent their Thanksgiving. Everyone's allowed some bad things. Everyone's allowed some good things. It's a, it's a cycle, but it's getting deep and dark and awful. And Justin Martindale was brought up again on the Patreon, not actually his name. I don't believe she says his name ever, which I find so weird. Like, why can't she say his name? She'll say Krista's name and she'll say Jeff's name, but she won't say Justin's. And you know, Justin, to me, was completely disregarded in this way. And I really wish, because she said he shouldn't have gone on a public podcast and talked all about it publicly and said all these awful things, these untrue, awful things. Well, I just want like to validate, this reminds me of the Sutton-Kyle conversation. When Sutton said, I feel that you don't respect me and you treat me like your little sister, and Kyle immediately says no, hey, that's my feelings. Feelings are feelings. Feelings are real. You're allowed to feel a certain way. And no one should be said, no one should ever say like, you're not allowed to feel that way. You're wrong. Maybe I didn't mean to do that. That wasn't my intention, right? I don't know. It feels it feels real effed that Justin Martindale, and like I said, he has not, he doesn't even know I'm doing this, right? We've not talked. But it does feel unfair that he got kind of thrown aside and that the plot got switched over to the earrings, which was Jeff's wrongdoing. Jeff brought up the earrings. I don't know, you know, and, and, and on the Patreon, you know, Heather mentioned something along the lines. And you guys, all of this stuff is out there, so I don't feel like I'm breaking anything. And in fact, you guys go and subscribe to our Patreon. So, like, don't think I'm giving you everything. It's, there's so much more. But – one sentence she said was that Justin didn't mention the earrings in his podcast. Why didn't he mention the earrings in his podcast? Talking about this, because he talked about all this stuff before the earrings were brought up. Heather thinks it's because Krista and Jeff hadn't thought of it yet. They hadn't come up with the big earring story yet. I'm going to guess it has nothing to do with the fact that they didn't think of it yet. I'm going to guess it's because Justin was talking about his own personal experiences. That's it. 
He didn't want to bring in anyone else's stories. He wasn't sitting there trying to talk about Megan Weaver's experience with he- with Heather or Chelsea Lately's or Chelsea Handler's experience with Heather or like other people that have had stuff with Heather in the past, you know, whatever. He was talking about Justin Martindale and Heather. So that's why I don't think he brought it up in the original podcast, you know? Whoa, why did I just got all these balloons? Whoa, why am I getting all these balloons right now? Did you guys just see that? Who sent me balloons? <laughs> all these balloons just came up. That was wonderful. Thanks, guys. Um, I don't know if you had anything to do with it, but I will say it was, um, I did feel the need to bring it up today. And hopefully you understand that I believe both parties, Jeff and Heather, have done wrong things in this world. Both of them, I think, are very angry with each other. I think Heather is very, very upset about it still. I think Jeff is trying to move on, and he's he's somewhat moved on. And I think Krista, unfortunately, has gotten as someone that, I, know, I don't know, you guys are going to come after me, but I don't think she deserves nearly the amount of hate that you guys are sending her. It's pretty intense. Like, send it to Jeff. Send it to Daryl. Send it to Daryl. That's what you should do, you guys. Send your hate to Daryl. <laughs> oh, my God. It is unbelievable, you guys. So that is the update. Go subscribe to Heather's Patreon. Go listen to Juicy Scoop. Go watch Jeff Lewis live on, uh, or listen to Jeff Lewis live on Sirius. Go listen to Justin Martindale's Just Saying. Go listen, watch Hollywood House Lift. I'm going to have the showrunner of Hollywood House Lift, Michael Beck, on my show Is it next week? No, the following week, the week it premieres. Michael Beck, by the way. Oh, do I have a crush on him? Such a cutie. You guys will meet him. Send it to Daryl. When in in doubt, send it to Daryl. Should we talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? OMG. Well, listen, I'll just briefly say, uh, let's just cover five seconds of Miami because nothing huge happened and it was kind of boring compared to what I felt like was on Beverly Hills on, um, on Beverly Hills. I'm sorry, Miami, the basic story that is continuing and we'll get more into it is the big drama is still between Alexia and Adriana. And let me tell you, if I have to see these two fight again for an entire season, like I'm out. They both just talk over each other. They both make no sense. Also, Adriana's in some sort of sprinter van and she's talking about the fact that she is flatulent. She says, I ate corn, so I'm flatulent. No, no girl, no. If anyone tells me that they are gassy, I don't care who you are. I want you away from me. Never talk to me about this, especially not in a closed car. Nothing really came up that much on Miami, which is why I am skipping on over to Beverly Hills because that is where the good shit happened. So this week in Beverly Hills, we basically, the majority of the episode is around Garcelle's premiere party. She's having a premiere for a movie that she directed, no, produced and starred in. Um, Oh gosh, I don't want to say it wrong. So let me find it really fast. Garcelle movie kidnapping 
Black Girl Missing. That was what the movie was. Yes, it was directed by Delmar Washington, but she was the star and she produced it. So a lot of the movie, a lot of the show this week was about that. But we started, of course, in the continuation of Naimam, Naimam, which I can't get over the fact that, you know, we're still like we saw the Naimam um, recap like six times. I think the editors really know what we want on TV, right? So, um, so a lot of it was, you know, kind of just starting off with this weird, bizarre conversation between Kyle and Sutton, where Kyle was like, you're always doing this. You're always acting crazy. Naimam. You're always doing it. Naimam. No, but Naimam. Okay, I'll name him. Jesus Christ, let me talk. And I kind of understood Kyle for that reason. It was over the top. But in this moment, I, it reminds me of all the different times that Kyle has lost her shit. All the different times that Erica has lost her shit, that Dorit has lost her shit, that Crystal, they have all lost their shit. Eric, uh, uh, Kyle was totally off here. The fact that she singles out Sutton, I can't stand the way she treats Sutton. We see it later in the episode again. I said it last week. She treats Sutton like Kim Richards, her younger, older sister, who has major, major like arrested development issues, alcoholism. She's sober now, I think, but like pills, whatever. She's gone through her own things. And in season one of Beverly Hills, you'll never like forget the scene, right? Where they're sitting in the limo and she goes, you stole my house. And she goes, you're an alcoholic. And it was, you know, it was a, a diff, like a very, um, if you put your thumb up, there's a thumb up icon. What is happening here? Oh, my God. I did not realize this, you guys. If you're watching on YouTube, I just put a thumb up. And there is a thumb up icon. And then now I just got fireworks. Baby, you're a firework. Oh, my God, you guys. That was so fun. Okay. So... So anyway, okay. So then we are, uh, where are we? Where are we? <laughs> so Kyle and Sutton continue to have this conversation. It does not go well. Kyle is like, I'm out. Kyle is very judgmental and very like critical of Sutton in this conversation. She leaves. She ends up the next day FaceTiming with, er uh, with Dorit, Aw, thank you, Josh. Just Josh gave me $4.99. I was having a rough day. These streams always cheer me up. Thank you. Happy Friday, everyone. Well, happy Friday to you. And Josh, always DM me if you're having a rough day and I'll I'll send you a, you know, a Sharpie eyebrow mug. You know? Okay. So then we um we are getting ready for Garcelle's premiere, right? Well, we do have a scene with Crystal and her brother, which is very interesting to me in the fact that what the fuck are we watching? Like, why? Why is this all Crystal has in the season? No offense to Crystal. I think she's adorable. But is all we have Crystal and her brother in China and his girlfriend that we'd have never met? Like, it's so bananas to me. I'm like, whoa, this is really out of left field. Like, so not interested. We also see Erica, whose mom, who looks gorgeous, is staying with her. And it was actually very relatable for Erica because, you know, she has a small little house and she's her own maid now. And, you know, her mom's not used to it. And they're talking about where are they going to sleep and talking about different, like, you know, how they they drive each other crazy, like everyone does with their mom usually when they're staying in their house. It's very, very, uh, I thought it was very cute. 
cute is a little much, but you know, relatable. So, um, yeah, we've met her brother before for Crystal. Yes, we definitely met her brother, but like, why is this a storyline? It's, it's very uninteresting in the Beverly Hills landscape, unless it comes back for a reason for later, something's going on. So we're getting ready for Garcelle's premiere. We have Sutton and Garcelle doing a FaceTime, very cute, very supportive. We have, um, um, uh, what's it called? We have Kyle and Sutton and Dorit doing a FaceTime when they're doing their makeup where Kyle gives Dorit the whole rundown of Sutton. And she basically sets Dorit up to hate Sutton just before she's about to go pick Sutton up from, you know, her house because they're driving together, together for the premiere. Sutton's doing a photo shoot at home, is late, of course, gets in the car. Dorit starts to panic because she realizes there's going to be a lot of people at this premiere. There's over 100 people at this premiere. Dorit is not comfortable with large crowds after her PTSD. Interesting that Dorit is okay to panic about these things. I'm not doing that. Who's doing that? Um, interesting that Dorit is not allowed to panic about, you know, these things. Dorit's allowed, but not Sutton. Did you guys notice that? Garcelle's not allowed to be upset about things a year later, her son, but Dorit is. Sutton's not allowed to be upset about the fact that she wasn't on stage or the pants or the head and the legs at Magic Mike. But Dorit can. Feels a little unfair. Just saying. Just saying. Sutton's actually very kind with Dorit in the car. She gives her a lot of love. You know, you're going to be okay. Is everything okay? They get to the premiere party. Um, they're all kind of chatting it up. Jax. Was it Jax who had the conversation with um, one of uh, Garcelle's son? The son that was disrespected by... Erica last last season when at the party when she was like hammered and said go f yourself or something like that he uh, he came up to her and you know talked to her calmed things down it was just like a very normal cocktail party and then the movie starts and then Denise Richards shows up which was interesting but we'll see more of Denise next week so the movie's going on at the end of the movie they're all kind of sh- chatting it up. And Sutton walks on over to um, to Kyle. And this scene blew me away. Now, Sutton had had a conversation with her bestie, Jennifer Tilly, earlier on in the show with her horse, Santos. And she talked about this with, with Jennifer. She's like, it's weird. She's holding something back. She's acting different. You know, she's got this exercise, like addiction. All of a sudden, she's going on vacation for three hours in the gym. She's not drinking. She's acting different. Like something is up. So Sutton goes and she says, but she's not telling me. She's not telling her friends. So she goes up to Kyle and she's like, let's talk about everything that happened. Um, That's a sweet comment. Sending love, Thomas. So she is talking to, you know, everyone over at the, um, she's talking to Kyle about how she felt like she was not getting the respect from Kyle. She goes, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a really honest here. I do not think that you're respecting me. I feel like you're treating me like the little sister. And Kyle immediately cuts her off and says, well, I'm definitely not treating you like a sister. Don't flatter yourself. As if Kyle treats her sister as well. Just saying. Like, that's not a compliment 
to be treated like one of Kyle's sisters by Kyle. We've all watched the show. She diminishes Sutton's feelings immediately. She does not allow Sutton to feel what she feels. She, Sutton was saying like, Kyle, what's going on with you? And Kyle basically was, you know, yelling at her. She says, you're so full of shit to Sutton. She is absolutely not able to treat Sutton like an equal. She does not like Sutton. We've seen it build over the last couple of years. And this last season, she was so aggressive towards Sutton with that Diana conversation at Diana's party when she was drunk and she was pulling Sutton by her arm and yelling at her. How come I didn't know you had a miscarriage? Like so aggressive. But then now she feels like Sutton's being so aggressive at her when Sutton just said, name them. <laughs> like it is insane to watch. And I don't understand how Kyle can actually act this way, sober and clear. Like she wasn't drunk. She's not drinking and think that she's doing the right thing. I cannot imagine Kyle going to Dorit or going to any of them and say, listen, I don't feel like you are treating me with respect and having them say like, oh, sh you're full of shit. Oh, stop. It, it, it's just not fair. I hate that, you know, um, personality trait. I hate it. I just find it so, when someone feels something, believe them. Maybe you don't agree with it, but you got to believe how someone feels. Don't you guys think? Like, it's shocking to me. I think that Kyle wants to take Sutton down after last season because Sutton made Kyle look real bad. Well, Kyle made Kyle look real bad, but Sutton was involved. I think that, um, Kyle doesn't like Sutton for a variety of reasons. I know a lot of you guys don't like Sutton, but I do. I see Sutton's bad sides too, but I like Sutton. Kyle, I've always been a little bit on the fence with, but just hearing that she was kind of a B at BravoCon and like certain things I've heard, I don't know, this whole thing, she's just a little bit off. So anyway, oh, this is an interesting comment. Uh, Wanda says, Kyle and Dorit always tell others to tell their feelings and open up, but when they do, they never accept them. Case in point, Garcelle. Case in point, Sutton. The only person that's allowed to completely be an actual bitch, asshole, all the things is Erica. And every time she is, Kyle gives her the benefit of the doubt. She excuses the behavior. Last season, Garcelle was talking about Erica's drinking and Kyle was like, that is not cool. But this season, Kyle can talk all about Erica's drinking. I mean, Kyle can talk about all about Sutton's drinking. None of it, make it make sense. Make it make sense. It's not cool. I don't like it. Um, anyway, I think we'll have to see what happens. We know that on Thanksgiving last night, Mauricio was in true form. He said absolutely about six times in his Instagram stories. He um, was promoting a drink, Mama Tini or Mama, Mama Titi or whatever, uh, some sort of canned cocktail. And he, um, you know, he was doing his thing. Meanwhile, that reminds me, I want to tell you guys about Blue Mean because I didn't even get the chance to tell you guys earlier because I got so thrown off by the the Heather and Jeff story. But do you guys remember me talking about this Blue Mean Face Pro? Every single time I talk about it, you guys want to know more about it. And I'm going to tell you, please, there's only 100 that you can get for this discount, $70 off. This is the Face Pro Plus. I use it on the red light setting. There's three settings, but I like the red light setting. Do you guys hear the vibration? 
It is so soothing to your face. What it does is tightens pores. It, um, you know, increases uh, the the ability for your skin to penetrate the serums. That's what she said. It re- reduces inflammation. It makes your puffiness from all your Thanksgiving stuffing all gone. And it literally, like I pulled it out last night at Thanksgiving and I was showing everyone and they're like, let me purchase it because I said that I'm working with Blooming today. But Blooming is one of my favorite people to work with because they've given me access to this beauty, this beauty. And if you put it on the blue setting, it warms up. Mm. And you know, there's nothing like watching an episode of Real Housewives where all these girls are just pulled and tightened everywhere. And you get to do it yourself because you get to look like a real housewife. Do you guys think I look like a real housewife now? I think one side of me is a real housewife. You guys can buy your own at Bluemean. That's B-L-U-M-E-N-E dot com slash Daily Dose Donna. That's Bluemean dot com slash Daily Dose Donna spelled D-A-N-A. It's normally $150. You'll get $70 off if you purchase First 100, get it. Get on it, baby. Look nice and slim in your face for the holidays. Um, so anyway, you know, I believe that Kyle Richards uh, also is using this because she looks fantastic. Doesn't Kyle actually look really good, though? Like, one thing I can say is that Kyle looks bomb.com. Anyway, I hope so badly that on this episode, you guys, I can definitely trust that all of you understand that when I talk about these people that are very much in our psyche, that we're watching, we're hearing, we're seeing on podcasts, et cetera, you know what I'm talking about, the Jeff Lewis, the Heather McDonald of the world, Justin Martindale, all of them. I want you guys to really, really understand and think before you speak in your comments, in your DMs, in your reviews, in all of that. Is it worth it to be like a very, very mean person? You may disagree with me, but let's be kind about it. Yeah? Like, there's no reason. Anyway, um, I love you guys. Thank you, dosers. Happy Friday. I will see you guys on Monday. Um, I'm going to go spend the rest of the week weekend with my kids, baseball, all of that. And I can't wait for next week's Beverly Hills. It will be so good. And there's also so many other good, fun things coming up. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Thank you so much. Purchase your Blue Mean ASAP. Get on that. Talk to you guys later.